Hello. In three, two, one. I'm Jerry Trupiano, and you're listening to the I Love Shanty Show. Oh, Shanty, are you home? Hello, everyone. I'm home, and welcome to the I Love Shanty Show. We have a very special guest today, and I mean very special. We have Johnny Ketchup from the Quits. That's right, people. Pacific Northwest is doing an I Love Shanty Show invasion. So let's welcome Johnny. Hey, Johnny. Hey, what a pleasure it is to be here with you, Shanny. I'm so excited. And hello to everybody out there in Radio Land. What a pleasure it is to be part of your lives today. Oh my goodness, I am so happy that I have finally roped you in. I've been dying to have you uh, on the show and just to be able to visit with you. You are such an interesting man. Not only is your music amazing, but you're a very amazing person and we're going to get into that. But we're going to talk about you and your music and you as a musician first. And Johnny, I would like to go a little bit like we're going to Wayne's world here, right? And we're going to go back in history a little bit here. So tell me about little Johnny when he was growing up. Like, did you play an instrument from being in school from band or did you grow up in a family that was musical? Let's start there and talk about your journey. This is such a great way to start this conversation. And I'm excited. This is so interesting. My father was a musician. My father was a rockabilly and country singer, guitarist. Um, He was, uh, he played in bands. So I grew up in that. Um, Here's something interesting. Uh, My dad and I were never really close. Now, mind you, I have three other brothers and he taught them all how to play guitar. He didn't teach me. Uh, We were kind of, I don't know, we had this odd thing about our relationship. It was never really tight, but that's okay. But it it drove me, it caused me to become, it drove me, it drove me. And as I got older, I started seeing what music was all about and 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 how much power it had. And I submerged myself in it. I absolutely submerged myself in it. When I was in fifth grade, my aunt gave me my very first Record. No, I, I was in third grade, as a matter of fact. Can you believe that? Wow. She gave me Alice Cooper, Love It to Death. Wow. What a good right? aunt. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to backtrack. It was Alice Cooper, Killers. She gave me that as my very first record ever. And I heard that and I went, oh, good Lord. Look what you can do with music. So that's, that's what got me motivated. Things rolled on and I watched my dad progress. You know, he's passed away by now. But um, but uh, before he did, he got to play with Waylon Jennings and some other fantastic people out there. And and once Dad did that, I, I really said to myself, I can do anything with this music, just anything. So that's what drove me. Yes, that is really awesome. So now tell me about so like. You know, once you learned how to play guitar and when you were young and you got bit by that music bug. Now, did you like what did your early bands look like? Like, were you in a band? I, like, I can see you in a band in high school. Well, now, Shannon, let's back up just a bit. I do not play guitar. OK, OK. No, no, I, I was the odd. She- I was the black sheep that did not learn to guitar. That's oh. all the rest of my family. But um, it, it's, it's interesting. Um, 
<laughs> so uh, a, a dear, dear friend of mine, Shannon Jones, uh, and, and he's now in a group called Cell Block 3. They are just amazing. And we tour together, we play together, but we also kind of, uh, we met when we were teenagers. And we started a, a group called Toxic Vomit. <laughs> <laughs> and we were just kids and it was it was just absolutely horrific, awful music, but we were having fun. And uh, that was the first go around. And then uh, oh, a, a buddy of mine and I, we started a group called Shit from Shinola. <laughs> <laughs> I love the name. Right? So that was him. that was fun, and then uh, uh, then I just went on about just being uh, doing other things because I'm into many other things. I hunt and I fish, and I I was an, when I was a kid. If there wasn't school, my parents would wake up and me and my fishing pole were gone. Gosh, I, I love was that. Gone, and I was like that for many many years. But then uh, you know, uh, high school we did the uh, toxic vomit, which never went anywhere, and and uh, shit from Shinola, which never went anywhere. And then I, I connected with a friend. Um, uh, uh, his name was Matt Buman. Uh, love him. He had a, a group called Nightwing, and they wanted a bass player. Of course, I didn't know how to play anything, mm -hmm. but they brought me over. And, and now this was uh, this was uh, in the uh, '80s, and uh, and they taught me how to play um, uh, a song off of the Def Leppard High and Dry album, cool. and how to play. Um, uh, Sin City, and and so that was that was my next adventure. I'm going to follow up and finish with. There was an amazing group out of Portland called Stormtrooper. Stormtrooper was led by Floyd Floyd Palmer. Bless his heart, he is passed now. Um, and also my younger brother James Cunningham was in that group, which it transformed into Crimson Guard, which I was part of. Uh, which turned into Talisman, which my buddy Wally was in. Mm -hmm. And that that right there, that led me into a really odd position in the local music scene. Oh. I'm sorry for rambling on, but this oh, is no, just I way, absolutely love right, it. Right? Yeah. So at some point, Floyd Palmer, the mastermind of those last three groups I, I brought up, had a house and and uh, he was moving and he let me take over that house and uh it was a party house of course it was the late 80s man <laughs> and all these musicians started showing up and i started having shows in the basement and out of that there was your sweaty nipples your, your, your <laughs> here's some people that were hanging around sweaty nipples poison idea village idiot 90 proof um i mean uh, uh the sick fucks it just it goes on and on and on and then here's the great thing is we all still hang out oh i love that i love that kind of bond you know um wow that is so amazing that you guys still hang out to this day so yeah. cool wow johnny okay so now let's talk about how the quits formed okay like when when was the birth of that um incepted and then created so <laughs> I think the quits has always existed. I think I was born for the quits. I think the quits was in my blood. I think that's why I ended up in the family I was born into. I think that's why I traveled the road I traveled. I think that's why so much of my life went haywire. The quits formed in 2014. 
It's only 10 years old. Well, Aww. that's pretty old. Yeah, it is. Myself and my girlfriend at the time, and I'll say her name, Jocelyn Kaysbeer. I called her Jip Jop, J-I-P-J-O-P, and that was her band name, Jip Jop. <laughs> Jip Jop and I were, were drug addicts. We were, my, we weren't always, my mother had just passed away and I took drastic measures to deal with it, okay? Mm-hmm. Anyways, I ended up being a drug addict. And one day I said, you know what, baby, I love you. Let's stop this. This isn't cool. Let's stop this, right? Let's go to an AA or an NA meeting, okay? So we did. Myself being a vocalist and her being an amazing bass player, the first two people we became friends with at the NA meeting was a drummer and a guitarist. And we started talking and we said, well, let's hang out because I, because I've got a household music equipment, right? right? Come on over. Let's see if we can hang out, you know, and it'll help me on my journey, help you on your journey and whatever, whatever, whatever. So we did, we wrote a couple songs and, uh, and that was fun. And we decide. We thought, well, what are we going to call ourselves? And one one of one of our, our band members said, "Let's call it the Quitters." Let's call it the Quitters. We all met at NA, but we looked it up and it was already taken. So oh. we went with the Quits. I love that because I- we were all trying to quit our bad behaviors. That is really awesome. You know, it's like sometimes when you hear of what the meaning was behind a, a band name. It's, you know, I mean, some of it's hit or miss, you know, sometimes it's just an organic name, but this really has the meaning behind it. And especially to some of the listeners out there that may be struggling um, with some kind of substance abuse, you know, that listen, those meetings, you never know what's going to come out of them, including the help, right? So that's, that's very inspirational in itself. So exactly. You know, and um, thank you so much, Johnny, for talking about your journey and that, you know, sometimes people are open and are willing to admit, hey, you know, I've struggled in the past and this is where I'm at today. So thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Now, well, of course, I'm, I'm proud. I'm proud today. I'm proud of myself. I drink alcohol. I might. I live in Oregon. Marijuana is legal. I might partake a little bit of that now and then. But I can tell you right now. I can tell you right now, my friend, and everybody out there in Radioland, there is hope. I drink, smoke a little weed, some cigarettes, but you don't have to be an addict if you don't want to. You don't have to. Amen. Amen. You know, and yeah, so for any of you out there, um, you don't have to be an addict, right? And so and there's a lot more common denominators with people because not everybody shows their past, right? And so right. sometimes we can look at people and think, oh, this this doesn't affect them, you know, and or hasn't affected them. And so it's always nice when, um, you know, we, we can step out and we can talk about things that don't make us look perfect. Right. Um, I feel like we live in a world, especially with the online presence, is that we're supposed to look and be a certain way and it's like you know the only way it's appropriate to be is human and to share our experiences with each other and thank you okay johnny i gotta know okay who were your musical influences growing up like starting when you were young that developed into like who uh, give me your top three favorite musical influences that you were just wowed by when you were a kid 
Alice Cooper, okay. Judas Priest, nice. Johnny Cash. Oh, I love Johnny Cash so much. I oh, his his music and words were just amazing and um, yeah just I mean I remember as a young girl I was really obsessed with the song Ring of Fire of course. and you know I would dance to it and I mean I didn't even know if my dances made sense back then but you know I grew up in Montana <laughs> and so I grew up around a lot of I mean mainly country music when I got to listen to a little bit of you know rock music in the 80s it was with one of like my unruly uncles you know of course it was <laughs> and so I was very thankful for my unruly uncles but you know I have such a love for old country and um like Loretta Lynn and even early Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers and um, oh, of course. Amazing. You know, different sound, but, you know, um, musicians, you know, I, and I'm i a fan of a lot of different genres of music. And, you know, I got to say that, you know, I am, I'm not in a band myself, but I do appreciate that you guys are out there. Seriously. Like, um, musicians bring people together in a way that can bring peace, right? You can have a thousand people... And if everyone's dancing and everyone's smiling and you've got a band up there playing, what are our differences at that point, Johnny? Right? There are no, there are no, here's, I'm, I'm glad you said that. You know, here's my, here's my personal mantra as, as far as music goes. My job is to make the kids dance. That's my job. When I'm on that stage and I think every other band should have the same attitude. My job is to make the kids dance. It doesn't matter if they're just bobbing their head up and down, if they're swing dancing, if they're waltzing, if they're slam dancing, if they're pogoing, it does not matter. My job is to create a room full of everybody together. Absolutely. I mean, and that is a really wonderful thing to say to the listeners out there. And thank you so much for that. Um, you know, speaking of bringing people together, you know, um, let's, let's talk about your music writing process because, you know, part of what makes people dance is the rhythm and definitely the words. And I know that words, especially in music can bring on so many different meanings to people. So when you're in your musical writing process, um, is there like a certain mood that you're in? Is there something that you channel? Can you um, kind of go into depth or whatever you're willing to go into to the listeners? Oh, sure. Of course, of course, of course. So here's something. Uh, um, so, you know, there are bands out there that when you hear their song, you know it's them, even if it's a new song, right? Okay. You could put on a brand new ACDC song right now and you'd know it was ACDC, Correct. Correct. You could put on a brand new Metallica song and you would know it's Metallica. Same with Judas Priest. There's So my goal is to stay within my genre, stay within my sound, within my attitude, and topic base. All of our songs are about partying really friggin' hard. They're all about that. Um, some of them are about partying way too hard, uh, but that's what they're about. So lyrically, I try to stick with that. But I have to find a rhythm to put it to first. Mm-hmm. So now, mind you, I'm insane, okay? <laughs> uh, and my brain does not stop. My, I'm singing songs out loud or in my head 
24 hours a day that are, I can, and it's, I've got cats. I've got cats. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I just look at my cat and I start singing a song to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't matter. But it just it starts coming out of me. So what I do is I take, I just uh, put my, I turn on my camera, my video on my phone, and I record myself doing these lyrics, and then I can come back to them later, but they already will have a rhythm to it. They'll already have some kind of flow and and a drive for the song. That's one way that I do it. Another way is I often work with machinery. Um, And here's one of my favorite things to do is... um, to, this is silly. Look, kids, rock stars don't exist anymore, okay? I'm just some <laughs> humble dude having fun, okay? Now, if I'm out cleaning my property, I got a pretty big property here, but if I'm using the leaf blower, this is serious now, it's a gas-powered leaf blower, <laughs> and it has an engine on it, right? And then I have, I've got um, earmuffs so I don't blow my ears out. So what I'm hearing is this muffled sound. Depending on how hard I squeeze the trigger, it goes like this. Now imagine 20 minutes of that. Now what's happened? My head's going boom, 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 boom. Throwing some drums. Boom, boom, boom. Now imagine doing that for two hours. The songs that I create in my head, due to the motivation given me by the sounds of machinery. Oh my gosh, it's so cool. It is so cool. That's actually my favorite way to write songs myself. And I, I'm trying to be humble. I'm learning to be humble more and more mm-hmm. as days go by. But I'm going to be a little unhumble for a moment. On the album, I wrote uh, uh, two-thirds, if not three-fourths of the songs on there. And I don't even play an instrument. I wrote them by having rhythms go in my head from machinery. And like I said, turning my camera on and going, hey, guys, listen to the way this machine sounds. And then I come up with lyrics that go along with it. We are the kids. We own the night. We are the kids. We are the kids. It's time to fight. Right? Just something like that. And I just made that up right now. But, I love you know, that. Just, the sounds come and the, and the rhythms come. And it just, that's, that's I don't know, insanity, I guess. The answer to your question is uh, insanity. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... You know, that's a very creative process. I, I've never heard that um, particular answer before, which is very unique. And I mean, first of all, uh, you know, I think that crazy is, you know, we're all a little crazy. We're all a little fucking nuts here. And um, there's crazy good and then there's crazy bad. And then there's like an in-between. I think that you have a very creative mind and clearly... You know, like, you know, when it's something in your life that you like, you're not necessarily like, oh, I have to make myself do this. And, oh, I've got to think about it. This seems like more of something that's a natural talent to you and more of an ability that you've been born with. And especially growing up around, you know, uh, your musical father and being in a family of, you know, musical influence. So. I absolutely love it. Now, when I'm out on my mining claim, I'm going to be listening for equipment and trying to be coming up with little beats and stuff. Johnny, you've just created a little monster on the mining claim. I'm telling you. Oh, my gosh. You're going to be a rock star in any minute. And as a matter of fact, mining girl, I carry my gold pen in the, in, in the, in the, in the, uh, 
in the uh, a little uh, uh, pocket in my the seat of my truck everywhere I go. I love that. So, do you go very often? Like, how long have you been panning for gold? Just curious. Oh, probably thirty years, and I have, don't have much to show for it. It's a side thing. It's I'm not driven by that. Like I say, I hunt, I fish, I harvest wild mushrooms. I love. Uh, it. I do all kinds of stuff like that. So, why not bring a pan with you while you're out there? Absolutely. And you just don't know. I mean, you never know. Like gold sits exactly where it sits. And it's not like it has GPS on it. Like, you know, when it was spread throughout the earth a million years ago. Right. And it has shocked me to learn where some people find these gold nuggets. And outside of gold, there's so many more minerals out there from crystals to, you know, I mean, there's there's value um, and I say, you know, uh, it's like um, finding the end of the rainbow. You know, you find a gold nugget and they're worth three times the amount of what the gold price is because the nuggets are rare. You just scored because gold right now is $2,000 an ounce, Johnny. It's insane. Isn't that crazy? And, and, and like you said, just because of the shape, the shape of the nugget can do two, three times more than that. Wow, it's so incredible. Now, okay, I I have to say this. The other day when you were making a homemade cream of mushroom soup, um, (laughs) I was salivating when I was looking at your video and I was like, Johnny, that's wrong. Like there's no Campbell's soup that looks like that, this cream of mushroom. Now you go out and you forage for mushrooms and I'm absolutely fascinated with this because my youngest daughter who's 21 is like obsessed with foraging. And I'm like, you know, my luck, Johnny, I'll pick the wrong mushroom and rather I'll be dead or I'm gonna be really fucking high, (laughs) right? And so I'm fascinated by it. How long have you been doing this? Uh, Since I was a a, a young teenager. Oh, wow. Yeah, as a young teenager, uh, uh, a neighbor brought over a a peculiar looking mushroom he found and he showed it to my mother and we looked it up, it was a morel. And, And from that moment, I just became obsessed. I love that. Like, so have you been making like your own recipes and like your own, like, I feel like you need to um, sell your cream of mushroom soup. I'm telling you, like I was drooling over that. I was like, wow, (laughs) that doesn't happen often, you know, and I'm a lady. I'm not supposed to drool like that, but it just looks so wholesome. So if you ever decide to put that into a jar, I I need to be the first to know, Johnny. You're such a multi-talented man. <laughs> Here's the thing is I never write anything down. And I see I see cooking as uh, like painting, like painting a I'm the Bob Ross of the kitchen. I don't know what I'm gonna make and I don't have and I don't have a script. I just go with my gut and see what happens. Oh, wow. I mean, well, you are very lucky. So it looks like you're the whole package. I think you mentioned you're single, right, ladies? (laughs) He cooks, he hunts, and I got to say, your little goats are so adorable. I thought that I was the only one that really talked to, I mean, I knew that there were other people that talked to animals like that. But I just love like your cows and your goats and how friendly you are with them. Like you really are a good soul, Johnny. And I mean, it's just like, wow. And he does this incredible music, too. Is there anything that you don't do that you can tell our listeners? (laughs) Men? (laughs) 
Okay, honey, outside of sexual orientation here, you know, because you might have a bunch of ladies out here falling in love with you going, ooh, he's the whole package. And Johnny, the, I mean, you're the Bob Ross of the kitchen. You're an amazing musician, you know, a, a, a talented songwriter in your process. You're a handyman. I mean, it seems like you know how to fix everything, you know. So I'm just curious, is there anything that you don't know how to do? I mean, are you, it would shock the shit out of me if you said you did ballet or you were a yoga instructor or something. I'd be like, that's it. When do you want to get married? That's it. I'm neither of those. Okay. I'm neither, neither of those. Uh, there's lots of things I don't know how to do, but there's lots of things I'd love to learn how to do. I mean, I, I, I'm an ordained minister. I'm a, I'm a, I have a degree in legal sciences, um, just all kinds of things. I just, I enjoy, I enjoy. I'm, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm a long haired, bearded, Harley Davidson riding, pickup truck driving, live out in the woods, rock star that loves to cook, single. And right now I'm enjoying that. This is the first time in my life Oh. I've had a stretch of being single. Well, very nice, you know, and I, I think that being single kind of gives you time to figure out, you know, I mean, because the older we get, like we go through new phases in life, right? And I tend yeah. to get wiser as I get older. Um, thank God. And, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like you get to know yourself better you know, and you can't really get to know yourself through somebody sometimes. Sometimes it's just got to be on that journey of just kind of sitting there yourself and figuring out what you want. So I love sometimes my single time, you know, getting single sometimes sucks. But, you know, um, I've been single now for, you know, years and I've really figured out some of the things that I have expectations out of myself and my wants, you know, in my 50s and beyond, right? Indeed, um, I've, I've I've decided that at my at my young age that I not only do I deserve a break, but I've been in relationships relationships my entire life. The last relationship I was in was absolutely positively love of my life, and I still miss her every day. We're gonna move on from that. The point is this. I have a lot of healing to do and a lot of baggage. And out of respect for other women, I don't want to bring that into a relationship. I'm going to wait until I am healed and then I'll go forward. And that's the way to do it, right? And, you know, baggage comes with many different departments in our lives. And, and that's, the, that's awesome, Johnny. You know, I can say that I love being over the age of 40 there's a, a sense that is with us, you know, of wisdom, at least that we hope, right? And, yep. you know, it's like things don't become as scary for me at this age as they were when I was younger. You know, everything was intimidating and, you know, um, and I wanted to follow in with the crowd. I mean, God, I remember when everyone was getting married in their early 20s and I've never been married. I just kind of looked at everybody like, eh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know about that, you know. I don't know about the whole forever thing. I think I'm going to be doing some changing at some point in time, right? It um, happens. It definitely does. And, you know, listen, Johnny, you, you're you so amazing, and I'm such a huge fan of you as a person in general and of your music. Oh, 
do you guys have any, you know, so what's, what's going to be going on? Any big plans for 2024? Can you believe that we're 2024? Like, where does the time go by? You know, I still feel like we're in 2000. Like it's like 1999 going into 2000 some days. I, I do too. Isn't it interesting as we get older, we, I mean, myself, I, well, let me start with this. Hey, youngsters out there that think you know it all and think you know what's going on. I'm going to tell you this, and you'll learn later. 50 is the new 21. Woo! 50 <laughs> is the new 21. You thought you were having a good time then? Wait till you turn 50, and you can look at the whole world and go, fuck you, I'm doing whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> and everybody around you goes, damn right you are. I love it. What was the question again? Okay, so I said that we're coming up on, you know, I mean, it's... It, oh, it, 2024. It, it's already a new year, and it's it's so hard to believe how, you know, time flies. But my question is, is what is in, you know, plans for the quits for 2024? We are going to dive into writing a full new album, Ooh. which is excellent. We do have a new single that has not been released yet. We're working on that. It's all, the song is all together, and we played it uh, uh, a few times uh, live. But here's what we're looking at. We're um, right now, we're taking a little breaky break. But then, I don't have anything booked until May of 2024. We'll be playing Punk Palooza in Southern California on May 18th, I believe. And we'll be uh, bringing my dear friend Cell Block 3 uh, to that event. Um, now, Cell Block 3, love them. So, uh, two of the members of Cell Block 3 are in the quiz. Oh, nice. Yes, and this is just a recent thing. So, and these are all friends that I've known forever, so this is great. Um, but so, then on May 17th, I believe, um, uh, we'll be playing with Cell Block 3 and, um, oh, I can't remember the other names, in um, San Francisco. And then June... Oh, I think June 7th, we're in Casper, Wyoming, Cell Block Free. The, it's going to be the Band Repent, Cell Block Free, The Quits, and Cryptic Writings, which is a female-fronted, red-haired gal, Megadeth tribute band. Wow. So that's going to be fun. Now, the next night, that's going to be June 8th. We're off again to... Blend, Colorado. Kids, if you do not know this venue, it is called CR23 Bomb Shelter. I will say it again. CR23 Bomb Shelter. It is in Blend, Colorado. It is literally underground. Wow. It is a bomb shelter. It's owned by Cody Ruff, my dear friend. And we go back to, to Colorado every year to play for his birthday. That's what we do. So we'll be doing, I think, the same group of people. It'll be the Quits, Cell Block 3, um, the Band Repent, and Cryptic Writings. That's pretty far out. Now that's June. Now now I'm waiting to hear back. We don't know yet. Uh, my dear, dear friend, Geriatric Rodden of the band Fire Exit in Scotland, um, uh, he's, he's helped me out a bit with this. Uh, but he's connected me with the folks that uh, are put together Rebellion Fest in uh, Blackpool, England, which is the biggest punk rock festival in the United Kingdom. I'm waiting to hear back from them. If that does go through, then August 
we will be in Blackpool, England, and then we'll tour with um, Jerry and his band throughout Europe. Wow, how much fun would that be? Now, will this be your first time touring in Europe, or have you been around the block before? No, this will be our first time in Europe. Oh, wow. So cool. I'm pretty excited. Yes, I like, wow. I would love to, um, you know, since you're going to Wyoming, my goodness, I would love to see you at a Montana venue. Um, I just bought a house in Montana and I'm te- like, there, there's a huge music scene, you know, you wouldn't think over there, but man, I would love to see you in Butte or Missoula or Bozeman or something like that would just be amazing. Or I'll come check you guys out in Seattle. But um, I, you know, Johnny, I'm just a fan of you and your music, and I feel like it needs to be spread, you know. So we're going to spread you around like a volunteer prostitute, which gets around pretty good because there's no charge there. Um, (laughs) But that is so cool, though. Um, Gosh, you're going to have to let me know if you um, are actually heading over to England for Rebellion Fest. Um, I mean, I would just love to, you know, I mean, keep up on your pictures and stuff like that. Maybe post them up on my website for com. So any listeners out there that want to follow along, you know, um, I would love to keep them up, up to date, you know, because um, you are, you oh, are amazing. Okay. Uh, let, me, let me just add this in. Hey, any of you listeners out there, if you'd like to, uh, like to have your homeboys the quits, uh, play Rebellion Festival, you can go to, to uh, rebellionfest.com and there's going to go to contact and you can send an email to um, uh, Daz. It's Daz. He's the, uh, don't tell anybody I told you his name, uh, but you can send an email and um, he's the guy that runs the thing and just send him an email. Say, hey, we'd love to see the quits uh, from uh, uh, the uh, Pacific Northwest. Uh, come out to come to England and the uh, United Kingdom and play a show. And we, we would like to see that happen. And maybe just a little boost from fans and friends will help. Absolutely. So any of you out there and, you know, I also know, too, that we do have listeners over in the UK. So hello to our listeners across the pond. And yeah, like, I mean, there's a fascination with American bands. And then over here, you know, we we love the UK bands. And so we all try to support each other on different sides of the water. So, hey, let's let's get the quits on that ticket over there. Rebellion Fest. Come on, folks. Okay, now, Johnny, when do you think that the new single is going to drop? Like, can you give us like a a hint or? Yeah, I, I can give you a hint. A hint. Okay. Before the end of the world. <laughs> wow. That is There's a really hint. good hint, Johnny. I love it. I'm going to be using that now. <laughs> I, I, can, I can only go with that as a hint because, uh, like I said, we're, it's, it's, it's hunting season for me right now. So we're taking a little hiatus. So let's, nice. let's give it three months. Three months. Okay, so three months isn't a bad timeline. Now, I've got to ask you, um, what? so, like, what do you hunt for? Like, I mean, I've only ever went out for deer. You know, I know you got to get special tags for other stuff, but, like, what are you hunting for this year? A silly rabbit? No, elk. Oh. <laughs> elk. It was <laughs> rabbit. I know, I had to go there. I don't know why. I just Elmer fudded you, you know. <laughs> I've got a herd of about 200 elk that... that uh, uh, okay, I live in the boonies. 
I literally live in, well, I, it is a small town. I won't say what town it is, but I live in a small town and I do have paved roads here, but it's only about two blocks from my house where it turns into a, a dirt road and absolute wilderness. Oh, wow. And I've got, um, I've got some properties I manage around here that are like, uh, like uh, one is, uh, I think, 60 acres. And it's at the bottom of this hill, this mountain, and there's like 200 elk that come down in the field every day. And so it's just really beautiful. I I, I buy this thing called a sports pack here in Oregon that gives you a license and tag to hunt and fish for everything. So do I hunt and fish for everything? No, I don't. I have some personal rules. Um, I do have a bear tag. I do have a cougar tag. I love cats. I don't want to kill a cat. I would never do that. It's just something that comes with it. It doesn't. I don't understand people that do bloodlust hunting right. and trophy hunting. It's it's not for me. Uh, right. Most folks don't eat cats. Some people actually eat cougars, but I don't. I just it's not me, and I just don't understand killing for sport. The the whole idea of sport hunting, sport fishing. Um, I I don't I don't believe in it. You either are going to harvest uh, to have an adventure and possibly feed your family or not. Amen. Yeah. I've got a lot of bears out here as well, but I'm not putting a lot of effort in the hunting bear. Oh, well, I mean, that's like, I really love your morals on it. I'm not a, um, you know, listen, if, if you're going to shoot an animal, I've always like, I, especially growing up in Montana, we used every portion of it and of nothing went to waste. And you know, it was an appreciation and um, we gave thanks for the animal's life when I was young. You know, it wasn't just like something that was in the back of my dad's truck. You know, um, my dad made us come look at the rather dead deer, dead elk when we were young. And, you know, it I mean, I think that it's appropriate. You know, I think that there's a lot of the younger generation that, you know, um, or just people in general that may not understand, you know, even at the grocery store, even though these aren't necessarily being hunted, they're more corralled than hunted. Um, you know, this meat does come from somewhere and there's appreciation to the animals, you know, and, um, just in general. So I'm right there with you. I love animals. I'm a very sensitive, um, sometimes I say I love animals more than I love people. That's not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I think I think these youngsters need to figure something out and pull it together. Um, the world's in a very odd position right now, mm-hmm. and we don't know what's going to happen. Civilizations have fallen and risen and fallen and risen, and we're in an odd spot right now. And if you don't know how to feed your family and yourselves off of off of the land. You're going to be the ones that are going to perish because once the grocery stores are empty, they are empty. They are empty. Here's an interesting story. You know, we were talking about, uh, you know, I do have an ethic and a morality. Last year, Jared and I were up on the hill here, and he's my hunting buddy, and we were up there, uh, and, and we called in this herd of elk, and within 20 feet of us, there was nine spike elk and one big six by six elk within 20 feet wow. and probably 75 cow elk and a bunch of, of calves. And this great big bull elk, I could hit him with a stick. And, and I'm a bow hunter, mind you. I don't rifle hunt. I only bow hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will not loose an arrow unless I am 10,000% positive it's going to do what it needs to do or I will not do it. But these elk were so close and so glorious that we just, we didn't even draw an arrow out. 
we looked at them. We looked at them, we looked at each other, and when they walked away, we all we could do was giggle and go, and this I just said this to Jared, I get I went, Oh my god, dude, that was like National Geographic. <laughs> and his response was, I know, can we go home now? It's like, <laughs> yes, that was all I needed. That was that was the that was better than killing an elk. That was we were in them. It was part of it. It was so cool. I love that so much. Um, you know, and I have to ask, were you guys able to get any pictures or no? Was it just like a moment that they'll just be photographed in your mind forever? Oh, no, it's just in the mind. Oh, wow. Elk are an interesting animal there. They, they they live off of sight and smell and just even the slightest flinch of your body, they'll oh, wow. see that. So we just stood there, stiff as a rock, watched. That is, that is so amazing. Um, yeah, and I love the fact that you're, you know, outdoors. That's It's not like you live in the city, you know, where you're, you know, having to go out and search for that type of peace on land and stuff. You know, you're very blessed um, yeah. in that aspect, you know. Um, I look forward someday to having some land, you know, but I just know that, I mean, your land looks beautiful. Like, I, I have to ask you, like, are you literally maintaining it 24 hours a day to make it look that good? Or how the hell does it stay looking so good? It's just natural. Oh, wow. God, it looks it great. It's absolutely natural. It's pretty cool. You know, I grew up in Portland. I didn't grow up out here. I just bought this place in 2014. So, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, well, the horses, they keep the grass down. Mm-hmm. And I got, it's, it's just, it's just amazing out here. I, every evening I have a, a bunch of deer that come out here to my back window and I feed them bread and grain and what have you. And there's turkeys and there's, here's something interesting. There's wild peacocks mixed in with the turkeys. Oh, wow. Oh my no, gosh. They're, so feral, cute. they're feral peacocks. So that's cool. <laughs> Oh, wow. Um, well, it, it sounds like um, we're going to, you're not Tiger King. We're going to have to have like um, some some kind of name for you of the sweet, sweet Johnny's, um, you know, um, animal center or something, you know, where for $50, <laughs> you can come out drama free. You'll light a, a big bonfire and you can just sit there and shut the fuck up and enjoy what's around you. I would pay 50 bucks for that, like honestly, especially in today's world. <laughs> well, and here's what's interesting about that. And it was super cool. So right out my back window, and you've never seen this probably because I don't shine down. I could show the back, the back 40, but I've got a stage that's right out my back window here. Well, we put on shows in my backyard. We bring oh, wow. bands from all over the country out here, or touring bands can come here. Uh, they can camp out back, sleep in the house. I got a stage out back. We do shows. We got light show, all that crap. We just have a blast out here. That is so cool, Johnny. Well, I you're going to have to let me know when you're having a concert out there, and I'll have to make a trip to come out with my tent and my sleeping bag and... You know, my caboodle that's got my built-in mirror for it. I can literally have a bathroom anywhere. So I, oh, that's like... awesome. <laughs> now, here's what I've done is I've taken this all a step further. I, I am, I am a, you know, I ran for mayor last year out here. I, I came in second place. I didn't win. Aww. I didn't win. I came in second place, though I believe I won, and most town people do as well. Moving forward, uh, so but since I'm not the mayor, I am a, 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 a sitting voting member of our town's uh, Department of uh, Parks and Recreation. Okay, so we just got a huge grant, and I just got approved. Hi, Johnny Ketchup just got approved an amphitheater 
at the park across the river. We've got a river flows through town, an amphitheater for concerts. Yay! Great job. Yes, right? It's not going to be too big. You know, I mean, the stage will probably be like 50 feet by 30 feet. That's a big stage. That's bigger than most venues. Um, but, uh, God, I'm, I'm just absolutely stoked. So the concert's going to pick up. We're going to have metal fest, punk fest, blues fest, jazz fest, reggae fest. I don't care. Bring it. And not only that, put on plays. Oh. People can do yoga on the stage. I don't care. Let's make this awesome. I love that. I wish that you, I could see you being a mayor, Johnny. Johnny Ketchup, Mayor Johnny Ketchup. I mean, you would be so amazing. I like seriously, and I, I like I can see you. So, do you plan on running in the future again? Well, I'm I'm thinking about it. It's 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 odd living in a small town where everybody knows everybody's business. But I I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this. Even though I didn't win, and I'm not trying to start any controversy, but I've had well over half the town message me and say they voted for me. That tells me I should have won, but nonetheless, they're asking me if I will run again. Yes. So, and that's why I ran the first place. I didn't have any intention to run for mayor. I had the town folk come to me and go, hey, dude, we love what you do around here. So I don't just do concerts in the backyard. I do it for the entire town. We just did um, we just did a, a rock fest out at Paradise Island, which is just down the street from my house. It's what my friend calls his property. I, and I do the same thing at my house. Free barbecue, free concert, free camping for the entire town. Wow. So, you know, and so people say, hey, we love what you, you do for the town. And uh, we'd like to see you. Uh, you have so much... Uh, compassion and passion for the for your neighbors and friends and why not uh, why not sit in the seat that actually does that so we'll see what happens well i am gonna say that i will be like i'll make up a cheer for you because i make up cheers naturally and so if you need a cheer for your um you know if you if you decide to run again i would be honored if you chose me to come up with a cheer for you i've got pom-poms and everything okay so we're gonna have to jump back in here to the music here we're almost at an hour time flies when you're having fun right and i want to talk about your music okay so we're gonna play three songs at the end okay and um number one is high octane Number two is overthrow, and number three is fucked up. Can you tell me a little bit or anything that you want to let the listeners know about those songs that will be played at the end? Absolutely. High Octane is the intro song to the album. You can find the whole album on all of your musical outlets, uh, from Spotify to uh, uh, to iHeartRadio to YouTube to all that nonsense. But it is the opening song on the album, and it's the one that sets the tone. It tells you here's a, what's about to happen, and it's driving, and it's fun, and it just gets, it tells you here's what's going to go on, right? right? It's a lot of fun. And then it jumps into Overthrow, which immediately has the same, same feeling. It's just, I don't even know how to describe the songs. They're just powerful and just, most of our songs are about drinking and, and partying and having fun. And you'll find elements in, in, of that in both of those songs. And, and uh, Overthrow itself is, uh, it's, um, well, you'll just have to listen. 
<laughs> and you're gonna love it. Play it loud, folks. Play it loud. The quits overthrow. Next, you're gonna go to quits. No, you're gonna start with quits. High octane, which uh, which is the opening uh, song. Then uh, overthrow, which really drives as well. Then the third one is about drinking so much booze you don't know what the hell happened. And that song is called Fucked Up because, of course, I got fucked up. That's right. So uh, play all three songs, kids. Play them loud. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, whatever you want to do, let's let's play them. That that's awesome, Johnny. And then, do you have um, a website or um, the the Quits Facebook page? Um, you know, outside of the all major platforms where your music sits, that people can connect with you and be able to follow updates and stuff. Uh, you can direct a contact. You can direct uh, everybody out there. Send me a friend request to Johnny Ketchup. Okay, you know there there might be a couple Johnny Ketchups out there, but you'll look at it and you'll see I'm the one from the Quits. We do have the Quits Northwest, the Quits NW, the Quits NW on Facebook um, and on Instagram. Um, Johnny Ketchup. I do have a TikTok. Um, yeah. I am going to have to follow you on TikTok because I can't imagine what your videos are like. I mean, if you're posting mushrooms and your recipes and about the band and everything, that sounds like my cup of tea. So, my TikTok's pretty fun. I, I, I can only imagine you're such a fun person. And Johnny Ketchup, I just want to say thank you so much um, for taking the time to come on the I Love Shanny show and um, allowing the listeners to get to know you. Um, a little bit like I know you get around and I'm sure that you're known, but, you know, you're not known by everyone and you haven't gotten around that far, Johnny. Not even me Indeed. working at the brothels. Come on. So <laughs> Indeed. I just want to thank you so much. And to all of the listeners out there, thank you for tuning in today. And listen, you know, if you would like to check out Johnny on my website, I'll have his links posted. And that is I love Shanny show dot com www of course and yeah i will have his links posted where you can go right directly to his music and johnny if it's okay with you i'll put a link up to your facebook as well where people can just click that and go right directly to your facebook page and that would be wonderful wonderful we will see you next week next tuesday and we hope that you have a wonderful rest of your week and you enjoy these three badass songs off of the quits album and yes go like and subscribe and support these amazing musicians and until next week everybody bye bye everybody ladies and gentlemen you're listening to the i love shanny show right here with johnny ketchup
Red. 
I got fucked up. I got fucked up. 